welcome to the Manic Monday edition of The Rundown. I will be your host today, Craig Deleuze, coming at you from the West Coast, the Left Coast, behind the Iron Curtain, otherwise known in the, as the Sierras, in the state known in free America as California. But as we all know, I do not do this program by myself. No, you do not. Uh, my name is Mike Piworski. I am the co-host, the co-host from the East Coast. That's the co-host from the coast, the, the host with the coast with the most. Something like that. Uh, we <laughs> promise to bring you, <laughs> uh, you know, two-way views and conservative news. And uh, we're having a good time this morning, this afternoon. Exactly. I see you have a couple of guests there with you. I do. I do. Uh, first off, we, uh, we, we cracked the window during the show on Saturday, and I forgot to close it, so we got a little... We got some bugs so, flying around. So Earl we flew in? No, no, no. Bug, bug zapper. Earl and I left the other day and left the window a little. The, dar, the door was ajar. Let's say that. The door was ajar. The door was ajar. So we got jar. some little flyers going around in here, and they're attracted to the lights and to Earl's uh, you know, sharp, light, bright personality. So, um, But yes, yeah. I have a guest with me. I, as, as a co-host, I have a co-host today. <laughs> Bringing up the rear. There you go. There you go. Well, I'm going to need you to scoot a little closer to Mike so we make sure we get you in the picture. Do I have to? Oh, my gosh. Jeez, unless you, only, right want, unless you only want to show half yourself. You know, if, if you're going to do that, then make sure it's your better half. Fine. <laughs> there you Let's go. Move. Look at you. There you go. Looking pretty, looking pretty. So how was the weekend, gentlemen? Not long enough. But when are they? Ever? Got one. Is it ever? Wow. I heard that thing's that. I got one. <laughs> Folks, that's what happens when you broadcast live from Florida. Just saying. Hey, y'all, watch this. <laughs> Zap. <laughs> I charge it up, too. I got to go. You do realize that, that PETA is now probably going to try to have our show banned for violence against flies, right? Oh, hey, PETA, he's a nice guy. Don't worry about it. He's a, Peter's Peter. a nice guy. He's a nice guy. Peter, Peter Parker. He's a Spider-Man. He's a friendly neighborhood <laughs> Spider-Man. He's from Queens. Spiders kill bugs. It's okay. It's okay. It's okay. <laughs> oh, man. So, folks, I, I got to tell you, before think, we get we, into today's news We choose to stories, hang out with him. What'd you say? Just think. We choose to hang out with him. We, You know what? We do. Because, you know, it, it's <laughs> honestly, it's like junior high school humor. And it's like you're almost ashamed that that you laugh, but yet you can't help it. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> you can't. So sophomore. Like, and funny. <laughs> I know my role. <laughs> yeah. So just so you guys know, it it was it was a trip trying to look for stories for today to talk about today because there was just like wow. it was like what I mean, what was there really like seriously of of importance and interest? So we decided that we're going to go with interest as opposed to necessarily important. So while I wouldn't call most of today's news like, you know, breaking earth shattering news, uh, they definitely each have some sort of an interesting component, wouldn't you say? That, yes, they do. They each do. And uh just for those listening, if you know, if we're getting a little sound difficulty here, it's uh, we're on the we're on the new system today, Craig. The old system finally gave up the ghost and shuffled off its mortal coil. So we're on the we're on the new system. So we're okay. still. I think I figured out what's wrong with it, but uh, I won't know till tomorrow. We shall see. We shall see. We'll see once the program is done running. We'll find out. 
So with that, why don't we go ahead and get into uh, today's news. Now, this first story, this first story started off as a story last week. And it was a story because it, it's about uh, one of the top ranked, I think she was like number one or number two top ranked, supposedly uh, ice skaters in the United States, uh, born in Los Angeles, California, California, as we like to call it. And you'll find out why she justifies it. Uh, and then it was currently at the time living in San Francisco, California. And uh, well, instead of skating for the U.S. Olympic team, uh, she decided that she was going to, I don't know if she defected or just renounced her citizenship, right? Uh, but she decided that she was going to uh, not, uh, she would decide she was not going to uh, go with the United States of America, not to be a part of our team, and decided that she was going to basically ice skate for the U.S., I mean, for the for the Chinese Olympic team. Now, Mike, here here's the thing that's such that is actually such a trip about that is that, well, she went and she decided to do it, and uh, well, it didn't work out too well for her. In fact, uh, first of all, first of all, she went out and she fell not once but twice, right? Uh, came in dead last in her first event, uh, ice once again ice skating for the uh, for the Chinese Olympic team. And has summarily, first of all, she was already being mocked unmercilessly by the Americans for, for you know, basically giving up her, her, her American citizenship uh, to, to, to compete for them. But then on top of it, now you have the folks there in, uh, you have the folks there in China who are coming down on her. Basically, like, you know, maybe you should learn to speak Chinese before you start trying to comment on Chinese media about skating for the for the Chinese team. Anyway, I, I'm normally not one for for kind of bashing on a 19 year old for making stupid decisions. But when you make an epically stupid decision like this and then it backfires, in particular, when you do it as in an anti-American fashion, as she did. As far as I'm concerned, little Miss Gen Zer, you get what you get. You don't throw a fit. What was her name? What was her first name? Let's see. Her name was if a fit probably would work. So she her name was Zhu Yi, right? That wasn't her that wasn't her given name. That was the name she changed it to when she renounced her US citizenship in order to compete for China. Gotcha. So Zhu Zhu gotcha. Yi is now her name. Gotcha. All right, I got two two stories, two stories to go with this one. Okay. Um, one, uh, you know, I guess uh, she was not good enough to make the American team. Is that my understanding on this? I don't that? know that she was. Now, I I didn't see where it says that she wasn't good enough. Uh, okay. I, from what okay. I understood, she was one of the top ranked ice skaters in the U.S. So I don't know. Maybe she wasn't. Uh, you know, it's uh, it's unfortunate, but it, you know, Craig, uh, you know, you're. you're your, your own government out there in California, you know, uh, she's out in what uh, San Francisco as well. You know, they're, they're, they're teaching people to hate themselves for who they are. Uh, you know, no matter who you are, if you have, if you have anything fortunate that has come to you, whether you've earned it or it was given to you, uh, that, that makes you a racist. Remember? So the only way she could atone for her sins as an American was to go to China and uh, become more Chinese by, I guess maybe she should have maybe learned Chinese first, but, that you know, I'm just th just saying. I'm just saying that might have helped. 
uh, that might have helped some of the backlash she's seeing with uh, with the social media. But uh, uh, you know, again, 19 years old uh, is that an adult? Sure. Is that a fully developed brain? Not a chance. You know, uh, we we all know where we are, and every one of you that's over the age of 30 sitting out there listening to us right now is saying. Yeah, at nineteen, they should have. They, sh- I, I should have still been home, and mom should have still been making my breakfast for me. Okay, none of you out there were me. Listen, and I was, I was off in foreign lands at nineteen years old. You know, carrying a rifle for somebody. Uh, that doesn't mean my decisions after work were all that smart. Okay. Well, this was her decision yeah. at work. <laughs> yeah, on an American team, doing that poorly, we're going to laugh at you and make fun, and maybe cut you from the team. On a Chinese team, you may be doing some prison time. <laughs> no, she's not smart enough to she's not smart enough to realize that. But you know, I'm also of the mind that you know, stupid should hurt. It That's should, the only way you learn. A, right. We we call it we call it a stupid tax. You right. know, we'd, we'd say it's like, now you got to pay your stupid tax. Uh, <laughs> all right. Here's the here's the here's the here's the quick story. Here's the second story. Uh, in the gun business, the two of us, right? Mm-hmm. We had a, a Vietnam come in who'd be had been uh, been living in the united states since like 1975 loves this country you know he's living the american dream uh and he bought a firearm as an american citizen he bought a firearm and one of the one of the blocks on the firearm background check form says have you ever renounced your u.s citizenship and he said yes on there and i remember you know reading the form taking a look at it and said sir i can't hold on now what what does this mean to you I, I asked him he said he goes i renounced my u.s citizenship and we had just been talking about how great the country was he loves you know he's conservative he's a he's a firearms guy so it confused me and i said what what do you think that means he goes he goes i i love america i renounce all the time that i love it i renounce i love it every day i re i renounce it that i love it <laughs> so oh uh, re-announce yes yes, <laughs> yes yes that's what he thought the word was yes. <laughs> But he uh, got it wrong. See, I don't think you think that word means what he thinks it means. You yeah, it didn't mean what it didn't mean what he thought it meant. <laughs> yeah, I just this story. whole thing, man, is like I said, I, I, I just it's a lesson that I think the next generation needs to learn. And unfortunately, we don't teach enough about the pitfalls of communism, and in particular, the evils of communism and the places where it takes place. And we definitely don't have the media talking about the evils of communist China uh, and what they do to people. I mean, for the most part, most of the people who are competing on their team are, I'm not saying they don't want to be there. I'm just saying it's not like they have a whole lot of choice as to whether or not they're going to be competing or not. Put it that way. Listen, we we used to teach, we really did, if you think about it, in public schools, um, we used to teach a lot more about communism. Uh, And it was more by example, if you recall, Craig. um, We'd have bullies walk through the school and they would take your lunch uh, and then they'd throw down and take half your money and say, okay, you can go now. That's communism, all right? Right. We had teaching communism because... They'd throw you down, say, go get on the bread line and take in half your money, too. Goodbye. Yep. Pretty much. That's how it works. That's how it works. Okay. Let's move on along. (laughs) Let's move on along. All right. This was a story that I got to be honest is going to take a little bit of explaining. Um, Whoa, whoa, whoa. You're you're kind of insulting us already. No, I'm not insulting you. I'm just saying that (laughs) it's not real obvious why this is an interesting story. 
It's like it's like hey, Mike Earl, get a pen, get a, get some paper. <laughs> no, it's actually a little bit. <laughs> so, all right, for those of you who follow the NFL, which is number one reason why Mike has no idea what I'm talking about because he doesn't watch the NFL because he's a commie. Um, so he doesn't watch football. Uh, so the, the Miami Dallas Dolphins, uh, are, by the way, are currently so they fired their coach Brian Flores. Uh, he uh, had a record this year of a little over five five hundred, so it's like fifty six percent wins or whatever. Anyway, they wind up firing him. He's black. He's now suing the NFL because he feels like he's not being treated because he got fired number one for being you know for a team that was a slightly above average, made to our average. Uh, and uh, and didn't get good prospects to hire. Well, he was fired by the Miami Dolphins. The Miami Dolphins then turn around and they hired another coach. And this coach coach is a gentleman named Mike McDaniel. Now you're wondering why is this why is this a story? He's the uh, head offensive coordinator for uh, for the San Francisco 49ers. Was known to be a very very popular pick. Well, the interest, what makes this one particularly interesting was Deadspin actually had an article uh, where they basically were slamming Mike McDonald as being just another young white guy. You know, they were basically saying, yeah, no, I, this guy, I know he's considered to be a popular pick, but why would you pick him? And just, it's just going to be a, you're just going to, you're going to, people are, there's plenty of good black coaches out there and you're going to hire just another white guy. The only problem was, turns out, He's multiracial. His dad is black, right? So in other words, and by the way, so when they fired him, when they fired Flores, they hired this guy. They're being slammed for firing a white, a black guy, hiring another guy who's not quite as black. So they're hiring a guy who's more popular, but isn't as black as the black guy they fired. Therefore, uh, they are coming under uh, criticism for their particular hire. Um, I don't know. Maybe I'm the only one who finds that to be ironically funny, but I do. I can see that. <laughs> but I also look at society of why is the race of the coach for the team even coming into play? What's this coach's record? How many wins? How many losses? Okay, he's doing well. Let's hire him. doesn't matter race, creed, ethnicity. Does he win or does he not win? Exactly. Exactly. Here's the thing. I can see if you are if you are seeking to lock someone out and you are just saying we're not going to hire them because they are black or because they are Latino or because they are gay. There's a difference between that and saying that we have to have a perfect a perfect uh, proportion of coaches that represent, uh, you know, the makeup of the league or the makeup of the country. It's like, come on now. That just you. There are a number of different reasons why that is or is not the case. Why not just hire the best candidate for the job? Because in the end, I really don't care as a Dallas Cowboy fan what color my coach is as long as he's winning. When we're not winning Super Bowls and we've had a whole line of white coaches who haven't won Super Bowls, I'm like, okay, so clearly hiring the white guy doesn't just make it happen, right? <laughs> exactly. So right, He's got to wear a hat. Right. He's got to wear a hat. And by the way, we also know that just hiring the black guy doesn't work either. I think there's one Latino. I think Rivera, Ron Rivera is Latino, right? I don't know. Who? Uh, Ron Rivera. I, I don't the follow the Washington NFL Redskins. regularly either because right. of reasons The like point this. is, yeah. is that all I know is being a good coach usually means you win. How about this? How about we hire good coaches? 
Listen, that sounds good. I mean, I'm I'm confused just because I don't know why Ryan Reynolds has anything to do with this or the, the Mike McDonald, the singer. I don't know. Well, that's okay. So the, and this is one of the things that bugs me about about Fox is they oh, always have a story. Oh, you said Deadpool. Yeah, you said dead spin. I thought you said Deadpool. I'm sorry. Oh, dead, I was oh. trying to figure out why Ryan Reynolds <laughs> why Ryan Reynolds was involved in this. Oh, Brian, so, Ryan 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 Reynolds. No, I yeah. said dead spin, yeah. not Deadpool. Gotcha. Gotcha. Dead spin, he's the one that can come back from the dead. Or that's no, that's Deadpool. That's still Deadpool. Yeah, that spins still, like the the, the tornado have, guy. I have no idea where you're He's going with this. Okay. All right. uh, you want to hear my race story? I gave you the the renowned story. Now you want to hear my race story? Yes, let's hear the race story now. So we're at Shot Show, right? And uh, we're all in an Uber together, and it's me, Craig, oh. and I. I think it was Chad and Earl, so about as white as you could get in the backseat. Yeah. Um, now you have to wear your masks in the Uber, and. Uh, we get picked up, and as we're rolling, I'm sitting behind Craig, and I see this billboard that says um, Vegas is uh, uh, only, lo- only black-owned black owned cannabis owned, yeah, cannabis plant, right? Yeah. And I remember thinking, that's kind of an odd qualification. And I think Craig thought it was an odd qualification about the same time because he said, you said, that's kind of an odd qualification. What does that have to do said, with the quality of the weed? <laughs> right. And we all kind of laughed. And then the driver, this white driver said, he goes, he goes, yeah, I mean, they're just going to mess it up, right? Um, <laughs> making a clear black reference joke. Um, yes. And and I could see Craig start to do this. <laughs> or to turn his head towards the driver. And I and from behind, I went, no, 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 stop, stop. And the driver said, he, he, he goes, he goes, uh, he goes, wait, wait. He goes, we're all white here, right? Are we? You know, there's, no, there's no other races here, is there? Because I went totally ah, white. And, I, and again, and I, I went again and I hit him. To not say anything, um, and he finally, you, Craig finally couldn't help himself. He said, okay. "Well, maybe not all white, you know, or something like that." And then the driver just shut up the whole way. Uh, <laughs> he didn't say another word. You know, he was he, he was, was embarrassed that he made a tried Mike, to make a racial funny. Wait, yeah. wait, hold on, hold on. Mike he was, was embarrassed trying to get like to a Dave Chappelle moment, like but you know behind the scenes no, of no, no, racism. No, 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 no. This was listen. This is this was just pure. Listen, I, I look at Earl and I. Listen, you don't get much more white in this room than this right, right. here. Okay. Um, and, uh, uh, we, uh, listen, we don't have any Johnny Walker black in here. I mean, that's, that's how white we are in here. Right. Uh, um, the, uh, well, we do have Jim Beam black. Yeah, we do here. have Jim Beam black. We drank it all. That's the only reason it's not in here. Um, <laughs> the empty bottles here. Don't get me wrong. Um, so, so Craig, you kind of let it out that he might be multiracial. The guy didn't say another word the whole time we got out. We're standing there on the side of the road. And I went, way to go, Craig, way to go. That guy, because if that guy thinks we're all white, we ride for free. All right. That's how white people treat each other, Craig. We get rides for free. You may be part black, half black, and you're used to paying for it. But, you know, we had to pay for this ride now because you had to let it know that you were multiracial. So we made Craig pay for that ride. You know what, Mike? We are definitely going to be sending you to racial sensitivity training. (laughs) (sighs) The worst part is, is that Mike, Mike thinks he's going to actually be teaching the class is the problem. Okay, looks like we uh, looks like we lost him there for a minute. So we're gonna go ahead and we're gonna move on to the next story. Although, okay, so the interesting thing about this next story is it's it's really kind of Mike's story. He's the one that actually brought this up, and it's the it's the fifty caliber fishtail. All right, so here's what happened in Florida, and needless to say, if we're talking about Florida, you know, Florida man, yada yada yada, that's kind of Mike's shtick. 
Well, in Florida, there was an incident where a young man uh, who was fishing pulled in what they what they claimed to be two 50 caliber Barrett sniper rifles. So he said he did this on a fishing trip. Uh, apparently, an 11 year old boy uh, decided to try out magnet fishing uh, with his grandpa in a, in some canal. Uh, and uh, with that, he wound up once again pulling up these two 50 caliber rifles. Now. If you look at the photo here, you can see that they're not exactly uh, they're not exactly the best. I mean, they're not exactly it's not exactly in great condition, so it's a little hard to see exactly what they look like. Uh, they they noted uh, in the article that neither one of them had barrels, which is why they look about the length of an AR-15. Um, but. But anyway, so Mike wanted to pull this story because Mike is under the impression that, yeah, number one, that these are not to uh, to uh, that. They are not basically 50 caliber rifles, that they are, in fact, uh, a couple of AR-15s. Now, he uses he noted as evidence. uh, One thing was the fact that they have uh, one of them has you can see clearly uh, what what appears to be a pistol grip, which is normally which you would find on on an AR-15. Uh, now, mind you, I have seen Barrett's. In fact, I sent him a photo of one that actually also had a pistol grip. Um, anyway, so you really couldn't tell. And I'm and I'm. But he also noted that uh, on these, also, you know, with the exception of the barrel, which by the way is not there, most of these are aluminum. Most of the parts of it are aluminum. And so, therefore, how is he how is he able to pull these things out of the water utilizing a magnet if they are, in fact, if, if basically the main metal part of these particular firearms, uh, well, actually was not uh, was not in or or is not made of uh, is not actually made of metal. So anyway, that uh, that was kind of what he had to say about that. That was kind of his perspective. Uh you know, I don't know. I, I'll be honest and I'll be one to tell you, I am not, uh, I don't claim, I'm not a firearms expert. I don't claim to be a firearms expert. Um, he basically said that uh, you ended up with about two pounds of scrap metal and 40 pounds of gun, he said. So anyway, I don't know. I'm Once again, Mike is not, <laughs> Mike is not back. He has not been able to log back in. So I do not know if uh, I do not know. We won't. We unfortunately we will not have the opportunity uh, to uh, to have him. Well, to have him uh, participate in this discussion. So, oh well, it be what it be. Oh, and now that's what I've got looking on there. <laughs> okay, so we're going to move on to the next story. The next story is about Bill Maher. Now I am. Uh, I, Bill Maher as a comedian has always been kind of funny, but I've never really been into his political shtick, and largely because he's a liberal. Uh, but what really got me interested in, in in him lately has to do with how he is actually, as more of a classical liberal, confronted many of his friends on the left uh, regarding uh, their, their willingness, uh, their out and outright willingness to actually censor and uh, to, to go against free speech, to end debate and discussion and not really allow there to be any real discussion or debate on issues. And, and he's really kind of started talking about it when it came to the issue of COVID Uh, was probably one of the first times you ever got a chance to see him, but he's also talked about uh, cancel culture and all of that. But this was him. uh, I believe it was last Friday or maybe it was over the weekend 
uh, where he was talking about really calling out the mainstream media and calling out the left on how wrong they've been. And his, the whole point of his conversation is not so much, he wasn't calling them uh, evil, he wasn't calling them you know deceitful, but he was noting, how long do you get to carry, how, long do, how, how wrong do you get to be and still carry the mantle of you know telling the truth? So here, here's what he had to say. Time to do what a growing list of countries have done and announce we're going back to something more like normal, beginning with recognizing that what we're doing to kids is unnecessary and horrible, and I don't even like kids. <laughs> but making kids who have a COVID survivability rate of 99.98% mask up like bandits Unfortunately, the thing that's getting stolen is their education, their sanity, and their social skills. A study this week from a professor at Johns Hopkins concluded that the lockdowns we all suffered through had little impact in reducing COVID deaths. Okay, that's kind of a big one to get wrong. <laughs> Last July, President Biden said, you're not going to get COVID if you have these vaccinations. Well, I already knew that was wrong then, and now we all do. The former director of the CDC, Robert Redfield, believes COVID originated in a lab. And now our intelligence agencies agree it might have. But for months on social media, it was banned to even discuss it. Look, I'm not saying the medical establishment isn't trying to figure shit out or that they're corrupt, although there is some of that. <laughs> but... But how about just wrong? Wrong a lot. Wrong about HIV, wrong about lockdowns, wrong about kids, wrong about how you couldn't get it if you were vaccinated. Remember washing our packages? And there's never been any research showing that outdoor transmission is likely or common, yet LA County says we're still supposed to mask up for big outdoor events, like we'll be at the Super Bowl. Well... <laughs> supposed to. It's all theater, watching athletes mix it up on the court and then mask on the sideline, not being able to touch a menu, but watching them touch my food. <laughs> Maskless at dinner while sitting but not standing. And by the way, if Applebee's really cared about our health, they would make us cover our mouths after the food arrived. <laughs> I'm just asking, how much wrong do you get to be while still holding the default setting for people who represent the science? Oh, now that's real talk right there, folks. How, how wrong do you get to be while still representing the people who talk about the science? And the worst part about all of this is, is that they say they represent the science, except when you start asking them for the data, the data that supports their decisions, these wrong decisions, where's the data? And they cannot, or at least will not, provide you the data. I, I believe it's more will not. I believe it's will not because they know that their decisions are not based on the science. It's not based on the data. It's based on political science. It's based on opinion. It's based on whatever mojo is going on with them and their interest groups that have got them deciding that they're going to do whatever the heck it is that they're going to do. 
And it's I appreciate that someone like Bill Maher is actually willing to point that out because as he notes, this is no longer about a political disagreement or an ideological disagreement. This is about real harm, harm being done to our children, harm being done to our economy, harm being done to people who are simply trying to pay their bills, people who are trying to live their lives, people who are trying to get an education. And, uh, and, and in the end, you have mainstream media, you have academia, and you have the political left all coming together and being wrong, claiming that they represent science, yet ignoring all of the data that is there. Because what's interesting about all the stuff that Bill Maher is talking about now we all knew it well over a year ago. Well over a year ago, we knew this. In fact, one could argue we knew this a year and a half ago. Much of this we knew a year and a half ago, a year and a half ago, and yet we still continued to operate as if we didn't know any better. Anyway, so it's nice to see Bill Maher on the right side of some of these conversations. Uh, I, you, Once again, if you ever watch him, he's, he's also come out a lot against uh against a lot of the the uh, cancel culture uh, in particular coming against people who want to silence conservatives or once again silence people who disagree with them because not everybody who they're trying to silence is a conservative many of them are in fact liberals who they're claiming are conservatives uh, but once again they disagree with the popular narrative of the left so therefore uh, on one particular topic so therefore they're considered or they're labeled to be they're labeled to be uh, well the enemy and that's, that's kind of how they do or why they do what they do. All right, let's move on to our last story. Our last story, or not, I'm sorry, not our last story. Let's move on to our parting shot. And this has to do a lot with the cancel culture. Uh, we've seen this. We've seen this happen a lot. Uh, you know, I mean, you guys probably know, or at least you should have known already, because I think I've pretty much mentioned it. Uh, we've already here, our show has actually been, uh, well, our, our YouTube channel has been taken down. Our YouTube channel was taken down because uh, from time to time, we would communicate a narrative that was inconsistent with the popular agenda. And, uh, the, you know, whether it was, you know, Mike joking around saying that COVID was fake. And literally, I am not kidding you. Mike basically said, uh, he basically was, he literally was saying that, uh, yeah, COVID is fake. Um, and he was literally said afterwards he was kidding and they still wound up taking away the channel and he wants to wound up taking away our channel. But that and, you know, talking about uh, election fraud, uh, you know, we disagreed on on to the, the extent to which it happened and what was proven and what was evidence. And to have an open discussion and debate about it was too much because there was one side that he didn't even want being a part of the discussion. Anyway, so they wound up anyway, they wound up canceling our channel. And so with that, uh, this is more about Facebook, but I believe it's consistent nonetheless. It says, listen and understand that Facebook AI bot is out there. It cannot be bargained with. It cannot be reasoned with. It does not feel pity or remorse or fear. And it absolutely will not stop until you are banned. Yeah, that's <laughs> for those of you who are fans of the Terminator, you know exactly what I'm talking about here. But that's what it is. And it's not just, it, here's the thing. It's not just Facebook. I mean, we're, you know, YouTube, same exact thing. Uh, and the YouTube bots have actually gotten worse than Facebook. They, they, they are in fact much, much worse than Facebook uh, on a lot of our, on a lot of our video content. 
but you've also got Twitter. Twitter's doing the same thing. Google's doing the same thing, which by the way, this also happens to be YouTube. Um, but they're all, you know, coming against us. But that's why it's really neat when you see like they're going after Joe Rogan right now. They've just removed, if you may not have seen, uh, 113 episodes of the of the the Rogan Experience. Well, you know what? He's already been already uh, folks from Rumble and one and Odyssey, I think, have come to Rogan and said, "Look, if they don't want you, we want you. We'll give you a hundred million dollars for a four year deal. Uh, you know, you can do your you can broadcast on our platform because they know." Uh, that that would bring flat out 11 million uh, subscribers a day. That's how many people download his podcast, either video or audio. That's how many people, 11 million a day. So they are, they already know that uh, he has a huge audience and uh, they would like to get a piece of it. And, you know, Spotify, if you don't want it, fine. You don't want, you don't want that audience, then fine. And you know what? There's going to be a lot of people who are going to tune out because we have the ability to do that. We have the ability to uh, also exercise our our rights uh, by, you know, not spending our money, not spending our time with you, especially since most of the stuff you have, we can get just about anywhere. All right. With that, <coughs> I want to take a moment now and I want to thank our sponsors, thank the folks over at Gorilla Machining. Grid Defense, and the California Republican Assembly. Uh, these are the folks who make it possible for us to be on the air every day. So please do me a favor. Follow their links. Follow the links to their websites, which is which are in the description to this video. Uh, I am sure that they have products that you will like and enjoy. Uh, in the case of CRA, I'm sure they have programs and things like that that you're going to want to read, that you're going to want to check out, and you're going to want to be a part of. So please support them. Tell them the folks over at The Rundown sent you. Support them as they support us supporting you. With that, that's going to be the end of today's program. We very much appreciate you tuning in. We appreciate you liking, sharing, and subscribing to The Rundown and encouraging your friends to do the same. Uh, we will see you tomorrow on Taco Tuesday. You guys take care.